everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from finally clear air to Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, oh, what was education. Me? Yeah, it's sad. We'll be talking about how uh, how education, the, the, the future of education in this country. Yeah. yeah. Hint, there won't be one. <laughs> Gone forever. Gone. Anyway, so that, that's that's coming down the pike. Um, but first, we've got some uh, we got some stories, for various and sundry things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff happening in the world. What do you got? Well, um, I have a story about the Boy Scouts. Oh, one of our the favorite ever-changing and morphing Boy Scouts. Oh, they've. Uh, I don't know what what you know got uh, into their britches as far as a uh, little. That didn't sound right. <laughs> but, but, uh, What's funny is that you're thinking who got into their britches, and right. I, my brain went to like you know it's the Boy Scouts, critters, various and sundry, yeah. you're, you know your little beetles and whatever. <laughs> but they they've uh, boy they, they've become downright progressive. What uh, compared no. to uh, yeah not really, but um, no they've uh, they've changed their uh, their policy uh, that would affect uh, whether transgender. Boys can participate uh, in the Boy Scouts. Okay, and really? so now they are allowing uh, young uh, transgender boys into their ranks. That's amazing. Uh, they are no longer looking at birth certificates to determine gender. That's amazing, uh, and it pretty much was a surprise announcement. Uh, nobody really knows of like a serious case that was. I mean, clearly there was something that came to well, to, yeah, to, to head with them. Here's but what they, something they made the decision: the Girl Scouts were kicking their ass. <laughs> yeah, no Girl, kidding. Girl Scouts were being awesome. They were being little shitheads. Yeah, but um, obviously this uh, can cause some problems for the Boy Scouts de- going down the road. Oh yeah, um, they will raise a hackle or two on that one with regards to uh, Trail Life USA. Do you remember them? No, we've talked about them before on the show. Okay. This is the conservative alternative to Boy Scouts. Oh well, good. Well, I, which I guess. If it's more right on the spectrum than the Boy Scouts, maybe this is the alt right con- option. This, uh, th- this, <laughs> this is, is where this is this is how far right can you go? The Bundy Ranch the right guys of, send their boys. Yeah, this is this is some pretty uh, very 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 fringe right. We've got the take. Um, I, I just got my taking over a government building badge, merit badge. <laughs> I just got my prepper badge. I got, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> compound. I got my compound creation badge. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this uh, obviously the um, large groups, the largest groups that have uh, membership in the Boy Scouts are groups like the uh, Roman Catholic Church and the Mormon Church. Yeah. Obviously, they are not uh, going to be happy about this. Um, well, I'm guessing that they're that they're following their their other announcement because when the, when they announced that they would let gay boys uh, be in, and then when they announced when they would, that they would let gay men be be uh, leaders, leaders yeah. what they said was, "But you religious troops don't have to do it." 
you, right. That that's was kind of we're allowing it, right. but you don't have to. And You're I'm guessing that individual charters can determine right. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they're on the same lines. Uh, the, you know, the the, the article surprisingly uh, did not address that issue. Huh. Um, it it stayed it stayed a little bit more broad than that. I guess uh, this was uh, I found the article I read was from the New York Times. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, well, the, go, go little trans boys. Yeah. You can uh, make your Pinewood Derby yeah, exactly. cards now and, uh, go thrill to the sights and sounds of a canoe. <laughs> Enjoy yourself yeah. out there. And you still, but you still have to believe in God. Right. Right. No atheists. Obviously that would be crazy <laughs> to allow an atheist. But who knows? Maybe that's coming the way they're going at this point. It's, it's coming around the mountain when it comes. We'll see. The only problem is you have to actually like change things like the the scout oath. Yeah. And and that that will be tricky because Or just that's allow so kids tangible. not to say it. Yeah, but then what what's the oath for if you can just pick and choose words that don't apply to you? On my honor. Is it that the on my honor I will, I will do, my, do my best to do my duty to God and my country. Uh-huh. And to obey the scout law. Right, right, and that's the whole trustworthy, loyal, brave, clean, reverent, reverent, yeah, thrifty, brave, clean you, and reverent. You, you missed helpful and friendly, <laughs> courteous, kind, <laughs> obedient, cheerful. Yeah, I think clean, clean sleepy, dopey, clean, grumpy, uh, fastidious. Um, <laughs> that's, that's your ideal scout troop. <laughs> Organized. Uh, <laughs> All right, troop OCD. I'm calling you to order. <laughs> oh god uh okay well good for them i'm glad for that you know I, progress I, happens in i in congratulate increments. the psa yeah today. sure uh, what are we gonna what are we gonna yeah like a year ago i was uh still feeling pretty down on them and now they only have like one other thing for this the, the, uh, an organization that actually holds uh that, that i that i actually used to hold in very high regard yeah as, as a kid i had a great time in the, in in Cub Scouts, and then later on in the Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. I was an Eagle Scout. Like I was into it. Yeah, I worked at a Boy Scout camp one summer as an adult. Like, and then I came out of the closet, and it was like, well, yeah, that's fuck you, and started accepting that. No, maybe that organization isn't all that it's uh, cracked up to be. Right, it's all that it's cracked up to be. If you're one of these people, <laughs> right? But if you're one of these people, yeah. or these people, yeah. or these people, as soon as no. I started feeling excluded, right, from sort of the official stance of the BSA, I, yeah, I started uh, to become critical of the BSA. Lord Baden Powell is rolling in his grave. Who knows? That dude Come was on. gay as a May Day. <laughs> that dude was queer. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take us now to. Uh, there's an organization called SNAP, the Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. Now, this is an organization that has worked for a long time, like almost 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, trying to, uh, as an advocacy organization for um, those who have been molested or abused in some way by the clergy. Right. Uh, there's been some shakeup there recently. Uh where two of the founders of Snap have recently uh, left the group. Oh, really? Uh, both claiming that it has nothing to do with a lawsuit filed against Snap. Um, 
that uh, that was filed claiming that Snap has been taking kickbacks oh, no. to refer clients to specific lawyers. Okay. Now, here's the tricky part. You, mm. You've got an organization that helps people who have been molested by priests. Right. There are certain lawyers out there who have specialized in this, so they are the ones who probably should get the clients. Right. And those lawyers are appreciative of the work that Snap does and donate to Snap. <sighs> now, at some point along the way, that could be malfeasance. There could be something bad happening there. Yeah. Or it could just be the normal life cycle of two industries that are sort of intertwined. I love the idea of... <laughs> it's an industry. It's Hell yeah, it's an industry. Yeah, these lawyers are making a fortune. Well, then they of also... The, well, right, but then they also have to rely on, you know, these priests to keep abusing. Well, and... Because the, they you know, never fail to disappoint. <laughs> the, who... The priests scratch my back, I'll scratch the yours. The priests are doing their job. One hand washes the other, Dan. Well, then maybe those maybe that's where we should be looking for the kickbacks. <laughs> yeah, to the priests. To the priests. The that's, priests that's the real problem. The priests themselves that's the evil don't one. it's not like the priests themselves are going to jail. It's just that the Catholic Church is suing yeah. or is having to pay money. Right. So the these these uh snap and the these lawyers should be sending money to, to the, the Catholic to Church the priests. Yeah, not and, directly. There needs to be sort right. of uh, oh yeah, a fund. Right, right. exactly. You know? Line my uh, polyester pockets with <laughs> with that sweet sweet money while I go off molesting. Yeah, so I don't know what to think. Like, so the lawsuit is claiming that this lady was fired uh, from the organization after <laughs> she raised objections uh, to. To this kickback scheme, as she oh, calls okay. it, right? Uh, the the snap themselves say, "No, that's not a thing. That's not what's happening here." Mm -hmm. uh, but it is a little weird that uh, the two the two founders. So so uh, let's see. One of the founders, Barbara Blaine, um, she was president of the of Snap, is now uh, is is now. Yeah, she's she's out. She is leaving the organization. Hmm. Um, again, saying it had nothing to do with the lawsuit. Uh, less hmm. th and that happened less than two weeks after David Clossy, uh, who was their executive director, also left. So uh, so yeah, I don't know. There's uh, there's there's rumblings within. Well, that's too bad. It does seem like Snap is on a certain level. That's it's an important organization. Yeah. And you know what? Even if there is corruption, they're probably still doing good work. Some people, yeah, I mean, you got to weed out corrupt. You can't. Absolutely. You, you but can't. here's the other thing. It's not like the money's going directly to line. It, like nobody's alleging that the money was going to these two people. They were, the, they were claiming they were claiming the claim is that the money's coming back to the organization. What's the big deal then? I'm saying. I'm almost like, okay, I need somebody to maybe explain, you know, nonprofit ethics a little bit to me. But like. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in, you may be in some murky water there with these lawyers. I mean, apparently some like settlement money was going directly to Snap, but that seems reasonable. Like Snap was helping with this investigation was probably, I mean, Snap is 
in the middle of the whole thing. I don't know. These, these people are being a little, you know, a little touchy, a little, uh, a little sensitive. <laughs> Thanks for eliminating the word touchy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so in so like for instance, the lawsuit uh, alleges that uh, in uh, 2007, 81 percent of the donations that SNAP received, totaling 400, the total donations being 437 thousand dollars, 81 percent of that came from victims' lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008, 65 percent of their 753 thousand came from lawyers. But again, like. You could say that's back scratching, mutual back scratching, but also like these lawyers want that organization to do well. Yeah. And they haven't, I mean, not only do they have, they, they, they probably, I mean, they deal with these victims all day long. They have not only a vested like financial interest in that organization doing well, but of course they want that. They want victims to be, to have support. Yeah, that's rough. Lawyers are human. Yeah. Ish. They're they're human esque. <laughs> they seem like humans, borderline humans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like again, I I would be very curious to hear what actual ethics uh, guidelines for nonprofits and for lawyers. You know, what does the bar association say about this kind of yeah you know thing? I I mean, as long as like professional ethics councils are are don't have a problem with it, I don't. I'm having a hard time seeing what the problem is. Yeah, me too. But there could be something there that's just sort of sort of a best practices. You just don't do it for some reason. Right. That that uh, on the surface doesn't seem apparent. So I am I I am willing to kind of concede that well, I don't I don't know enough right. to, to 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 issue my own judgment here. Yeah, I just yeah, I But I, yeah, that's really weird. Huh. Yeah, so there you go. I'm, we're reporting on something that I don't know what I think about it, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, here's a potential problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there was this uh, national prayer breakfast thing. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, the the president of the U.S. always goes to this thing. Yeah. Uh, and even uh, that Muslim Obama went. Yeah, even he somehow found and it. kept quoting from the Bible. That's, that's not your so book. Weird. So that's, weird. That's our book. A very strange, very <laughs> strange thing to do, Obama. Uh, no, Trump went, and uh, he has. Uh, I mean, he said some weird things, and people are kind of, uh, you know, on both sides of of you know the religious and the non-religious yeah. divide. Uh, are, are are kind of going? Huh? What, what did he just say? Uh, one of the things that particularly, uh, and, and specifically, I think atheists need to be very concerned about is he, um, vowed to let churches engage in politics. Yeah. This was actually a campaign promise. One that I didn't even hear mm. because you know, the man just, it, he just, his mouth opens and just, it's just one it's just nonsense. A, it's just thing after another. A flowing river that it's hard to navigate. The yeah. rapids. It's yeah. just the rapids. It, it, it's really kind of shock and awe. <laughs> I, I've decided that the Trump administration is clearly working shock and awe yeah. on the American people right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's hard to stay focused. But nonetheless, um, yeah, you know, there's this whole. Uh, it's it's called the Johnson Amendment. 
And it's been a... Named for then-Senator Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yes. uh, It uh, became law in the 1950s, and uh, it prevents sort of preaching politics over the pulpit. Well, what it prevents is for any 501c3 to engage in direct politics. Right. So you you can't... uh, You can't endorse a candidate... You Lobbying is severely limited. You can't um, endorse a political party mm-hmm. or yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah, and so, so this is this has been sort of a hallmark of uh, of American politics and American churches yeah. and the nonprofit scene, uh, and uh, and rightly so for for a lot of different reasons, uh, not just because of the influence that religions and churches are able to exert on their followers uh but also because the churches themselves should be concerned about the idea of politics getting mixed in because it has a very corrupting it could potentially have a very corrupting uh effect on on the clergy and the pulpit and well, the churches not- themselves because they could become basically uh pawns pawns for political movements but not only that there's another concern and i think that this is a very important concern and that is that when we give 501c3 status to an organization or a church uh we make them not have to pay taxes and donations to them are tax deductible exactly to the donor right and we can't make political donations tax deductible exactly like and that's that's the effect of this is that is that you can effectively make political donations tax deductible right and then there's this this church sitting there and it becomes a political entity yeah at this point yep becomes a non-profit political entity that that now has lobbying power it's a pack and it's a pack of sorts but even worse yeah and and this is but this is why i mean you that may not concern a lot of the parishioners and the parishioners should be looking at this and saying, I'm not here to hear religion over the pulpit. And I would say that probably by and large, that's probably the sentiment. Religion. Yes. Over the pulpit. I think you mean politics, uh, politics. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't want to be hearing politics over the pulpit. Right. Right. And, and like who who wants to go to church and hear politics? You want to be like if you're a believer, aren't you going to be inspired? Aren't you going to be even if like, even if you agree with it? Here's here's a funny thing. I used to every now and then stop in on the Unitarian Church because uh, I like because so my first wife used to sing in their choir. She was a sort of paid ringer for their for their choir there. Right. And so I would stop in every now and then hear hear the music and and I liked Reverend Tom here in Salt Lake. He had mm-hmm. he gave a good sermon, you know. It's a guy who's 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 got a, a doctorate degree in sermonizing. So he's good at it. He's good at it. And you know, it because it's unitarian, it didn't have a lot of Jesus God stuff. It had much more like sort of thorough care about the world, care about human humanity right. sort of right, message right. and I like that. He would get into political stuff, local politics stuff, you know, and every time he did, even though I agreed with him 100% on pretty much everything he said, it was so fucking off-putting I couldn't go back. Right. It was, and that's weird. Yeah. But yeah, that's not where that belongs and fucking don't lecture me about it. Right. You know, you can lecture, you can talk to me about the beauty of the earth and like where... (laughs) 
humanity needs to be and that sort of thing. But when you start getting into politics, even when I agree with you, you're yeah. you're in the wrong zone. Right. And so this is a really dangerous thing for uh, Donald Trump to be trying to push. Um, it clearly is something that only uh, corrupt members of the clergy would probably be interested in. Um, well, they, they claim that it's a First Amendment question. It's a it, don't infringe on our right to free speech is what they right. claim. But but it's but that's not what it is. I mean, they have the right to that if they want to give up their tax exempt status. Right. Just don't be tax exempt and you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Your organization can do whatever it wants. But aside from that, he also said uh, something else. Oh, dear. About prayer, Dan. You have the clip, right? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, this Should is, we play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the prayer breakfast. So this is this Donald is, Trump's sincere prayer. This is yeah. This is this is this is classy Donald Trump addressing some of the most important religious uh, leaders of our country. We had tremendous success on The Apprentice, and when I ran for president. I had to leave the show. That's when I knew for sure I was doing it. And they hired a big, big movie star, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to take my place. And we know how that turned out. The ratings went right down the tubes. It's been a total disaster. And Mark will never, ever bet against Trump again. And I want to just pray for Arnold, if we can, for those ratings, okay? Pray for Arnold. Yeah, and the ratings. And those and it's those important and the ratings. Pray for the ratings. I literally I posted that clip on my Facebook wall and was just like and basically I said how can any believer think that he respects their religion? Right. Because he clearly has zero respect. Like he's I'm an I'm an atheist. Mm -hmm. I'm an outspoken atheist. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in your god. Right. Your God is a stupid notion to me. Right. I would have been a thousand times more respectful than, George, than, than fucking Trump. Pray for the ratings. Like how? Now we know what. And here's what's Donald, amazing. Uh, prays for. My most combative uh, conservative Facebook friend uh -huh. commented on that post. Yeah. And I was ready. I was like. My, I was putting on the boxing gloves. Yeah, I was, I was, I was strapping in. Yeah, and she was just like, she. I mean, she said this whole thing about like you don't paint Trump voters with a single brush and blah blah blah. And I corrected her and I said I didn't. I just said that believers should not be thinking that this man respects their religion. Right. And she said, Oh, I agree with that. Right. I was like, God damn, because yeah. she's mega Christian. Oh yeah. Uh. Didn't really get too far into it with my dad on the phone the other day because he was calling to update uh, some health issues yeah. and whatnot. So that's what we were really talking about. Sure. Uh, he dropped a really weird line about Donald Trump. And I was like, all right, good. What did he say? Just, I just can't remember some, the something, specifics. But something but on enough, the negative side. It was enough to just be like, oh. It was like having, huh. having billionaires run the country. I think it was something uh, about that where yeah. he was just like, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And it's like, huh. I had another friend post a thing on, on Facebook about what what billionaire would you rather have than Donald Trump? And you know what I realized? What? Hey, I don't want a billionaire as my no. president. But any U.S. billionaire, I will take a Coke over Donald Trump. 
I don't care. I will, any U.S. Yeah. billionaire is better to me. I think we have... There's one good choice, I think. There's a few good choices. I think Gates. Gates would be he good. Like he's, he's, Buffett he's, might be okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Any, you're right, though. Anyway. Seriously. I mean, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't take, you know, Sultan of Brunei or something. <laughs> but, no, no. But, you know, any U.S. billionaire other than Donald Trump, I would probably take over Donald Trump. Peter, uh, Peter Thiel? Peter Thiel? I don't know who is. that is. He's a really nasty one who sued uh, uh, BuzzFeed. Mm. No, not BuzzFeed. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gawker. Yeah, Gawker. Um, oh, and uh, and he he wasn't even the one suing it. He funded it. Yeah. Right? That's and right. uh, did you see? By the way, did you see uh, Arnold's response to to Trump? It was basically he said he basically said, "Okay, you're right. You're better at television than I am. So let's just trade." I've got experience with executive leadership. Of a, we'll just trade jobs. You come back to TV, I'll take over. Which, to which I say, I'd take him over Trump. Yes. Give me a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, sure. Let, okay, let's change that little law. Right. Let's change the constitution yeah. real quick. Yeah, it's not legal or anything, and obviously never going to happen. But And, yeah, and, and also, I, I disagree with how Schwarzenegger ran California. Like A lot oh, yeah, of his yeah. decisions were horrific. I don't care. I'll take him over Trump. Yeah, I would take almost anyone over Trump at this yeah. point. There but, are there are barnyard animals that would do a better job by not doing anything. A lump. What? Yeah, I'm kind of now just thinking like what horrible figures from history would I rather have as president? I'm going to I'm going to give him I'm going to give him a little bit more time before I decide which horrible figures of history <laughs> I would take over him. I got I to gotta really sort of, we got to give him more than two weeks before we gauge how bad he is in the ranks of hor- horrible historical <laughs> leaders. <laughs> I don't know. First two weeks, Genghis Khan, better or worse? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, I'm going to move us along uh, to Florida, where a man has uh, <laughs> apparently attempted to steal... Seven billion dollars uh, in okay. fraudulent wire transfers. What? Uh, which, by the way, don't get greedy. If you figured out how to do fraudulent wire transfers, keep it under the radar. Seven billion dollars is going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> how? How? Where? <laughs> yeah. So apparently- all of a sudden, there's a new billionaire on the scene. Yeah. Exactly. You know, this- yeah. where did this guy come from? He's on the Forbes list. Right. Exactly. Uh- all right. Yeah. Uh, he uh, apparently the criminal complaint against him <laughs> against John Michael Haskew mm, um, is nice heavily name. it's it's heavily redacted, so we don't know a lot. Okay. We know that he was uh, he was setting up wire transfers uh, from a quote large nationally renowned financial institution known thereafter as Bank A. Um, what's interesting to me about this particular one is that he, uh, he stated that, quote, Jesus Christ created wealth for everyone and that he was using this scheme to, uh, he was, he believed that he, he, that he was supposed to be obtaining this wealth because, uh, because of the prosperity gospel, essentially. Oh yeah. There's wealth for everybody. And he found a way to get his Jesus wealth. (laughs) So, why doesn't everybody just get off his grill? 
Yeah. If Jesus wants you to have money. Jesus wants you to be wealthy, like thousand. you know, there are so many evangelists that are telling you this. So how did he, so what was he doing? It was, not, they were fake wire transfers? Yeah, not sure exactly how it was working. But wow. he he has pleaded guilty at least to uh, to one count of uh, lying to the feds, but he hasn't. So how much money did he have in his bank? He had seven billion dollars in his bank when they account when they came in. I don't know. I, again, like how does this work? Again, there's not very much information. What I know is he's accused of trying to steal seven billion dollars was it a seven billion dollar wire transfer no no it was, it was like, fraudulent no it was several wire transfers but it wasn't like like the way you do something like this is you you piece it out into like millions of wire transfers right you do a little right. you know 10 cents here three cents there no it was like it was it it was uh let's see numerous but i think one of the articles that i read like i said there's so little information on this one i try i looked for as much as i could find but it was right. it seemed like it was under 100 it was probably under 20 wire okay. transfers he's okay. not a smart man <laughs> the man's not good at wire fraud at thievery but uh but, figured out a, a some kind of weird hole though yeah the system yeah i'm impressed but uh but yeah he uh he and he's in jail wow <laughs> Well, Jesus right. apparently did not help him out as much as he had thought he had. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, it is sad. Oh, man. <laughs> he had a whole thing figured out. Oh. oh. That's just... I wish I could figure out how to get $7 billion. I feel like everybody loves a story that starts with Actually, I wouldn't a Florida want $7 man. billion. Dollars. That's just too much. Oh, yeah. That'd be awful. I'd be, that'd be the worst <laughs> to have $7 billion. I'd hate it. Well, I mean, just look at the statistics on lottery winners. Like they don't get come, billions. Well, <laughs> it's win. It's not about the 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 total amount. It's about having a windfall of yeah. cash and what it can do to people's lives. You said do do, <laughs> whatever. Uh, all right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, pot. I don't know why pot stories keep hitting my my radar. <laughs> yeah, man. What are you googling? Ah. <laughs> Which, I'm not. Apparently, uh, Google's driving specific kind of story to your desk. <laughs> Knows what I like. Uh, anyway, um, so this is something that I wouldn't have really, con you know, thought about uh, the need for, but um, kosher marijuana edibles <laughs> uh, are uh, <laughs> apparently a Sabbath necessity. Um, yeah, so says the LA Weekly. Of course they uh, are. <laughs> well, here's the issue. If you're an observant uh, Jew. And I uh, am. And you observe the Sabbath. Yeah. You can't make flame. You can't yeah. make fire. Yeah. Right? Oh, so you can't so you smoke can't, your you weed. You can't smoke your weed. Okay. okay. And <laughs> so you need an edible. And you can't use a, you can't use like a volcano, like a vaporizer either, because you can't push buttons. Right, exactly. God, you're just fucked. Right. You got to have the edibles. <laughs> so uh, you got to get your, uh, your, uh, your kosher edibles. Uh, which... What could be, be non-kosher about an edible? Like what? Are they making edible, like marijuana cheeseburgers? Well, I mean, you know, like, uh, so here's, here's some of the options about uh, that, that, that would need to be kosher in the okay. preparation, right? Okay. Uh, and this this is uh, you know if you're going to be making gummy bears, yeah, 
right? You can't be using gelatin or anything like that. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, brownies, chocolate, hard candy, beef jerky, right? Like the beef jerky, like the handling of you have to be using kosher meats and da 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 um and uh, i'm sure there's other sort of things about kosher diets that we're not fully aware of right um but as far as like a brownie you're gonna have butter involved and i know there's requirements with dairy and whatnot so this whole there's a need if you're going to be prepping and making edibles for them to be kosher no no weed bacon that's no, out. That's, no, that is right that, out. That's <laughs> no matter how hard you try to make it kosher and follow all the guidelines. Yeah, it's just not going to work. The premise is faulty. <laughs> there, you're, um, you're stopped on the ground floor on that yeah. one. But there are also, um, you know, in the uh, there's a grower uh, that is working hard to sort of follow all the um, uh, sort of jewish guidelines okay that's good um and so they don't work on the sabbath um and even if it's like raining mm. uh they won't go out and tend to the pot plants oh wow uh as one should apparently i didn't know this was a thing i it's a plant why can't it be rained on but apparently there's something with oh. pot that if it gets rained on at a certain point it can be damaging or uh, whatever wait they're not doing these in grow houses come on man this is an indoor no, sport. This is, this is official. This is this is out in California. Um, they're growing these totally legitimately as part of the medical marijuana yeah, yeah. Uh, whole sector of the agricultural industry out there. Uh, and so, you know, they um, they're part of a group uh, called Ganja. Mm. Uh, very clever. They're taking uh, Gan, uh, which is the Hebrew word for garden. And uh, the Rastafarian name for God, Ja, and their name is Ganja. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, meaning wow. the Garden of God. Somebody worked very hard for that joke. Somebody. So... It's, that's a total stoner thing. You know, they, they're just like, man, I've got the best there's a, there, name. There's a, there was a really high rabbi somewhere that was like, oh, and I've studied, uh, uh, because we have Gan, which, you, you as you know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But they they even spell the gun out in Hebrew letters, right? And then jaw, right? Very very clever. Oh, and they make brittle. That's their big thing. <laughs> it's both gluten free and kosher, <laughs> and it's and it's parv, so to, it's uh, 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 vegan. So, as well, so it caters to all of your stupid superstitions, <laughs> all at once. Good job, everybody. We're all in this together, kids. <laughs> Okay, well, here's a great... I'm going to take us uh, to a great place to, to eat your edibles. Oh, good. Uh, Ken Ham, noted creationist uh, and ark builder. Yes. Modern Noah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> has decided... Now, this makes sense on one level. But remember when we were talking... Yeah, you and I were talking earlier today, and I, I mentioned how... Uh, we were talking about Liberty University, and I mentioned that they're sometimes tone deaf to the gayness of some things. Yeah. Because Liberty University's mascot is the flames. Oh, the flames. I just... Oh. Uh, this one makes a little more sense. Ken Ham, at one point, had lit up the arc at night in rainbow colors. <laughs> in support it's, of the gay community? It's the rainbow. Look at that. Uh, no. Uh-oh. They are taking it back from you gays. 
The gays stole it. It was theirs originally. They had it before. They owned it. The Lord gave the Christian, well, originally the Jews, the rainbow. That's right. Noah. As a promise, as a commitment. As a, as as a, a covenant. Pretty, between... As a pretty thing in the sky. No, it was, it was <laughs> the Lord promising that he would never again flood the earth. It represents the, right, the quote, the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. Um, uh, yeah, according to the Ark Park, the rainbow Ark stands Park. as a poignant reminder that God keeps his promises, unless he doesn't. Uh, despite <laughs> the wickedness in the world, God has not sent another global flood to destroy all flesh. Yeah, but he did send that first one. Did you notice that? Yeah. How he did... S- well, he didn't have a rainbow yet. <laughs> right, right. He had not figured out how to uh, create a spectrum. He was not... Uh, like, split the spectrum well, of light The rainbow was... So the- that you could, you know... Yeah. Into its constituent colors. So, yes, the Ark Park <laughs> is now taking back the rainbow. Uh, Ark Park? But I do... Uh, yeah, I, I do love... We're, help, we're trying to help... Is that the help. official name? Ark Park? No, it's the Ark Encounter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're, it's an ugly rainbow that they've put up there. It's, yeah, the gays would have done a better job. The gays would have done a better job. Yeah. It's not even a good rainbow. But it's, it doesn't seem to be following the normal... What is it? Roy G. Bev. Right. Well, uh, it kind of... So it's but a they're re- not really it, committed to science. It's so. a repeating pattern, so it's... It's got like sort of an orangey red and then a green. It, it, well, it starts with a blue and then it's got an orangey red and then a green and then a blue and then an orangey red. And it, yeah. And that's not that's not how rainbows work. No. But again, uh, they're not all. really committed to science. So. They're not committed to anything except <laughs> really, really, except explaining in ways that don't make any sense a story that also doesn't make any sense. It's really remarkable. They're really good at it. It's <laughs> it's so disturbing. It's so stupid. Anyway, Why? the Ark is gay now. Uh, go go see the gay Ark if you want to. And th- was they did they also accompany it with like uh, some loud club music? Just oh yeah. Like to... <laughs> oh yeah. It's 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 all electronic dance music from now on. <laughs> that's that's at nighttime. In the daytime, it's there for kids, mm. and you you know you go and you learn about how the dinosaurs mm. were on the Ark. And then at nighttime, Club Ark, gay, gay nightclub. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, if you have any information about gay Ark encounters, mm. gay encounters Ooh. on the Ark. I bet there are plenty of gay Ark encounters. I'll bet there are. Or gay encounters at the Ark. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Ooh. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, do that. Go to the Facebook page, too. Facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. You'll get new friends. What's wrong? What, yeah. what could be better than that? Well, Frank. Yes. Uh, I think, I think it's time for us to be taught a lesson. Uh, in, you know, my my wife is an interior designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I've, you know, in the ten years that she and I have been together, I my 
my design game has been raised mm. significantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm almost, I'm downright snobby sometimes. Well, but I don't know that uh, anything that you or Andrea have, uh, have, ever, uh, have ever done could possibly compete no. with a Trump hotel. No, I think I think what we've got ha, ha, here. Have any of Andrea's designs ever been called compared to heaven? Well, not by someone as 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 illustrious <laughs> as uh, as one Mr. Jim Baker or trustworthy on the topic. Right. So let's let's hear what he has to say. I'll tell you what. I would vote for Trump just for what he did to the old post office. That's right. Beautiful. I mean, he turned the old post office into a palace. <clears throat> and that's what he wants to do for things in America. That's right. And I'll tell you what. And so, so we get into, do we have any pictures inside? If God builds ballrooms, it's, it's, it's going to be nicer than Trump's, I know. But I'll tell you what, it looked like heaven to me. <laughs> it was the yeah. most gorgeous, giant chandeliers, of course, and all the beauty, white and gold. It was just the most beautiful place. Jim wanted to see the lobby so bad anyway. And so it was just like God going, okay, I'm going to let you see the lobby. And we're going to just have you and just a ball wait room. in this, a, a private in ball this room, little right? private ballroom And it had area. food there if we wanted it, but I'd already eaten yeah. breakfast. But, and then Trump bathrooms. You know what Trump bathrooms are. All I can They're say not outhouses. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no. There, there's a Trump bathroom in the hotel right there. Wow. There, oh, yeah. oh, that's the mess. I don't what? usually have my picture taken in the bathroom, but yeah, I'll tell that's you. The mess. <laughs> well, I can't tell you the women's is, is I had a, much There nicer. was a man in there, and he, he wanted a picture with me, so oh. I, we had a picture taken in the bathroom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but Many. Lots of bathroom pictures. Oh, my God. Can I just say... Uh, I so I pulled up the 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 Trump Hotel uh website. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For this DC. Oh, is it just glorious? Is it as beautiful as uh I can't even find very many pictures, <laughs> to be honest. They're they're not they're they're clearly not as proud of the beauty of these as of this venue as as Mr. Baker is. Well, uh the 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 Bakers are strangely uh what what what, what kind of caught me off guard is that unfortunately our listeners couldn't see the the pictures that were being shown. Oh. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a big, you know, opulent uh, ballroom. You know? I mean, I'm I looking mean, I'm looking at a but picture. It's nothing this... that ridiculously fancy. Like, no, it's not that impressive. I feel like Jim Baker is of the generation that believes that if it's white and gold, it's inherently classy. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at a picture of this of this ballroom now, and it's got you know white tablecloths with sort of goldish chairs, and yeah. like all the walls have white and gold with yeah. like these white pillars with gold capitals and white white gold white gold. And there, it looks like there are Louis chandeliers, sort of the of the crystal chandelier variety. Right. right. It looks like a, an LDS temple celestial room. It honestly does. It looks like Louis it the Fourteenth. Sort of threw up, and that's what spewed all over everything. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and then the bathrooms, it kind of, again, okay, there were marble surfaces and yeah. wood detailing. But really whatnot, stupid, but like, yeah, not that you don't right. understand. It, it, if you know anything about design, it's dumb. If you know nothing about design, it's fine. But it's like it's like you're making really bad choice. The the mirror, mirrors have this sort of like 
gilded uh, gilded wood frame around with that looks like a sort of a, like a ropey sort of twisty thing going uh-huh. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fuck what? Yeah, you but can, it's fancy. Yeah, it's really it's it's what heaven's like. Nothing you innovative. Know? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Great. Just it's just dull. Anyway. Yeah. Now, so thank you for tuning in to uh, Design Talk with Frank and Dan. <laughs> uh, it's our new podcast that we're doing now. <laughs> what about, no, I mean, like, oh, Jim Baker. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know. Like, I have a hard time imagining he's never been in a in a fancy quote-unquote fancy hotel yeah. of this ilk right he's got to have been in better so what, hotels what than is he that? doing he must be like does he does he sort of underestimate his audience I, or maybe he knows exactly who his audience is right yeah exactly he's just saying it's so beautiful because he knows his audience would would think that that was that that yeah i mean yeah he, anyway yeah there you go uh it's it's not that great kids <laughs> That's that's what we're getting at. It's just Trumpian. That's all. It's very Trumpy. Trump, so. Trump, a, a, a Trump hotel. You're gonna you're gonna see gold tones. Yeah, that's what you're gonna see. That's what he does. Yeah. Why is there red? Why is why is the carpet red? Why is there red in the shit in the drapes? Gold. Right. I need gold. Yeah. Only gold. This is the classiest. Was it? It's the classiest thing. Hotel. Class all the way. That means gold. On the toilet, make it gold. Everything. Who doesn't know this? <laughs> red is for ties that are tied too long. That's all they're. That's all red's for. Right. The Trump rules. The Trump Trump rules. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we had a few people write into us, mostly just uh, sending us some uh, some some links and stuff that we're going to talk about a little later. Right. But uh, we had one. Guy write into us and say, uh, hey, Frank and Dan, this is from Zach. I was listening to your most recent episode, and I noticed some errors in your coverage of Trump's Muslim ban. It was, uh, in our defense, it was fresh off the off the presses when, right, right, when right. we were trying to sort of right. fumble our way around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, the stay only affects green card holders, visa holders, and people who already have a legal right to enter the country. So this is he, what he's talking about is the judge had a judge had ordered a stay on the uh on on that on on the order but it only affected uh those who already had visas okay or legal right. right to enter the country. Um uh this covers a couple hundred people. For everyone else in the named countries the ban is still in effect. This brings us to a bigger issue under 8 US code uh 1182, the president has legal authority to ban any class of people from any country by proclamation. Since the 14th Amendment does not apply to people outside the U.S., Trump has the legal authority to ban Muslims if he chooses, if he chose to. Of course, this is, of course, it is legal is a different question than is this immoral or is this batshit insane? Uh, I thought I would say something because I've been seeing a lot of liberal-leaning sources making this mistake. Hmm. What? You're calling us liberal leaning. <laughs> I think we're downright liberal. What? what? <laughs> There's no leaning. What could have? T- How dare you, sir? That? How dare you? <laughs> <clears throat> we're just we're we're about religion. We're not about politics. So obviously we don't have a bias in terms of political questions <laughs> at all. That's absurd. Man. That's absurd. Uh, he then wrote in again uh, and corrected himself. He says, and of course, after I write in to correct you on the impact of the judge's stay on the Muslim ban, a different judge. Goes and puts a stay on the whole order. And he says, thanks, James, Judge James Robart. Which, well, yes, 
Master Ro- Judge Robart. He's kind of a cool little hero now, in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for, for, for checking up on us on that. Yeah, no, we, we need that. We need people. Yeah. We're not legal experts. No, we're not experts on anything. We're technically like the opposite of experts. I don't know. I'm we, trying to think. What am I? I'm a... I think we know how to record a podcast at this point. Yeah. I'd say we're experts we're on that. Pretty decent at that. <laughs> I make a mean gin and tonic. Oh, yeah. You're an expert gin and tonic yeah. maker. Yeah. I've had your mac and cheese. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad, Dan. Not bad. So there you go. <laughs> I think... Uh, I mean, it's from a box. Is it expert? Well, but you you did an expert job following those instructions and pouring the the powdered cheese. In. <laughs> I'm really the, good you, at you, it. You do a great job. Yeah, I think I think it's so. So we do we level. do have our our areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, indeed. <laughs> but but none of those are legal in any way. Anyway, uh, hey, you know what I wanted to talk about? What's that? How you been sleeping? Uh, actually. I haven't been sleeping well. I'm sorry. I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that question. The truth is, haven't been sleeping well. Yeah. You know what you need? What do I need? I don't know either. But <laughs> one thing that might help yeah. is our uh, our new sponsor, Casper Mattresses, uh, who they make mattresses for people who need to sleep well. Well, excellent. Okay. Uh, just, I, well, pe- tell me a few things about this. I'm going to guess people have heard of these guys, but uh, we'll just we'll just fill you in a little bit on Casper. Uh They've been engineered uh, here in the U.S. They are priced fairly. If you look at mattresses, uh, the price of mattresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what you do. You go, you order it online. Yeah. It comes to you. Right. It's free shipping anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. You get to keep it for 100 nights, risk-free, in your house. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up. They'll take it away on their dime, refund every penny that you've paid. They've got uh, over 20,000 reviews online uh, with an average of 4.8 stars. Wow. That's out of five. That's not out of 10. That's out, <laughs> That's of, five. out of five. That's really impressive. Then. Uh, yeah. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about various foams. Uh-huh. I love that it's foams. Yeah. Well, because it, there's more than one foam. Lots of different layers. And yeah. they, they've engineered it so that they have the right layers in the right place to give you the right amount of support, the right mm-hmm. amount of uh, squish. Uh huh. As they call it, just the right sink and just the right bounce. If it's something that, that you're interested in, you go to www.casper.com slash TGIA. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to get $50 off. Right. $50. And do you also have to enter TGIA as a promo code? Yes. Okay. TGIA is also the promo code. That I think the website will even remind you to enter that promo code. Excellent. But, but nonetheless. TGIA. It's a super easy thing to remember. Thank you God I made this. Off. And you get $50 off. And you can try it uh, with no risk. Now, do we have some uh, some some people to thank? Some lovely donors? Some, some patrons? We do. We have new patrons on Patreon who uh, need our thanks and mm. uh, deserve our thanks and have our thanks. They, they, uh, they are recipients, genuine recipients <laughs> of our thanks. Of our thanks. These are three new members of the faithful. Hooray. We have Rob, Torsten, and Brian. Uh, they are now all faithful listeners. Uh, and James continues to be our savior, our Lord and Savior, James. Uh, we, you guys, it's it's so important uh, to us. It helps us so much to do yeah. this. 
uh, if if you can be a, if you can become a patron of the program. Yeah. To do so, you just go to thankgodimatheist.com, and then you click on the uh, the Patreon button there. Yeah, it takes you straight to it. You become a, a patron. Uh-huh. You get perks, benefits. There are benefits. Uh, you get uh, all. You get an ad-free version of the show. Yeah. You get a. Uh, you, you know, at certain levels, you'll get other perks. Things like uh, Frank and Dan diaries, where we yeah. uh, we just you know ramble at you. Yeah. And uh, the members only benefits here, kids. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if, if please, uh, if you if you feel so inclined, go ahead and do that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So, Dan. Yeah. Uh, we have this new president, and with new I, presidents... I don't like it. Come, I don't like uh, it already. ...new political uh, appointees uh-huh. to run, uh, to head up his, you know, cabinet yeah. and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. That'll happen. Uh, but one that we wanted to pay attention to is uh, the Department of Education. And, you know, you know we're, we're atheists, uh, so... Uh, what? I know. Okay. Uh, education's important. I think that's a, a hallmark. It's a shared value. If that, we have any values at all yeah, shared between something that atheists. I think we can all agree on is the, the value and the importance of education. I mean, let's face it. Strong, real education, an honest look at the real world, yeah. is what got us here in the first place. Exactly. We were You and I were both Christians. Yes. We were both Mormon Christians. Yes. That's a special brand. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, and we've done educated our way out. Absolutely. Um, so and education, it, yeah, it's it leads people to the light. Now, here's the problem. The dark keeps wanting to pull education back in. Boy, howdy. And yeah. what, what we got is we got we got Donald John Trump uh, appoint trying to appoint at, at this point, uh, not yet successfully bringing Bet- Betsy DeVos yeah in as the uh she yeah as 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 uh um, and it, this is not a foregone conclusion that she's going to get through this process it's very possible that she doesn't yeah <clears throat> it doesn't seem it doesn't I, I if i were laying odds i'd say she gets through and she's going to be our next secretary of education <sighs> she's ha- is that it, what it is secretary of education yeah yeah it's a it's a cabinet level yeah. uh position uh so she um no, uh, I'm sorry, but um, actually, there have been what now two Republican senators who've come out and said that they are not going to be voting for her. Yeah, um, and uh, so yeah, this does not seem to be a shoe in. Well, for the Trump administration, in part because she's terrible. Like, yeah. regardless of anything else, she knows nothing. She has no experience with uh, with any kind of administration of of education right or schooling right she has no education in schooling or education and the education she has is from christian colleges and christian christian schools and stuff yeah and that's the main that's the big thrust is that she is she wants vouchers and the re and she has been campaigning for years and years mm-hmm. on school vouchers or like support, not campaigning as in she's running for anything. 
she's been giving money. She's been yeah. she's been she got foundations or whatever. Right. Uh, she is a neo Calvinist. Oh, uh, in her I, Christianity. Oh yeah, I love the neo Calvinist. Oh sure, sure. Nothing like a good a good uh, Puritan to. Yeah. To, to get you to... Uh, I love anything from the Anabaptist movement. <laughs> sure. Why not? Big fan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, her education activism has all been uh, efforts as, as it means, uh, according to Wikipedia, to, quote, advance God's kingdom. Mm. Uh, she wants to get kids into Christian schools. Mm. So she, her all of her... Uh, her campaigning has been basically to try and find backdoor ways to get government money to pay for kids to go to Jesus school. That's horrifying. Uh, And that's what vouchers are. Vouchers are all about uh, trying. Now what they'll say vouchers are about, what a lot of people say vouchers are about is it's all about giving kids options other than just public school. Right. And because you know, to the, a lot our, of people, that failing, failing, failing public schools. That's the narrative. Right. Right. Well, and to a lot of people, I can totally see the appeal of this. If you're in a, a you know, a part of your, a, an urban environment that has shitty schools, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you live on the wrong side of the tracks and your schools don't get the money that the rich kids schools do. Right. And you see that there are kids who are going to these private schools. Right. And then, you know, the class sizes are smaller and it looks, it looks a lot better. And you're like, yeah, I want that for my kid, but I can't afford that. Right. And then someone comes along and, and says, vouchers, which means that somehow you, we give, you know, whatever school you want to send your kid to. If it's not a public school, right. great, send them to this private school. We'll, we'll give you, we'll kick in the money. Right. Which sounds awesome. But there are some huge, and I mean... Donald Trump level huge problems with this. Big league. Big league, big league problems or big league problems. Either way, we still don't know which one he's saying. Nobody knows. He doesn't know whether he's saying. I'm convinced in one of the debates when people were saying, is it big league? Is it big league? I think he switched. He said big league, but he knew he had gotten some shit for that word uh, before and switched it to big league for the second time he said it. Neither one. Both said both are stupid. Both are stupid. Uh, anyway, uh, here. So so here's some of the problems with vouchers uh, that Miss DeVos is Mrs. DeVos is so hip to tell us uh, one thing. Obviously, the idea is that they're getting around the regulations. Yes. That are preventing public schools from teaching things like creationism right. and young earth creationism and right. Dinosaurs lived with people and all of that stuff. Uh, that's important. I think we all know because mm-hmm. alternative facts are supposed to be just for pol- politicians, not for our <laughs> education system. But that's, alternative facts shouldn't be for anyone, Dan. That's a good point. You're true. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but there's no so so there's no regulation currently on what these shitty private Christian schools have to teach right. whereas with public schools if a public school is going to get and 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 here's the thing the federal government doesn't set up schools right but they fund a lot of things that p- public schools do but contingent 
to getting that those funds is abiding by certain uh, educational guidelines. And those guidelines include things like not teaching bullshit. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we find out that something's bullshit, you have to stop teaching it. Right. Uh, but that's not that's not what these uh, private schools are about. Also, here's the thing. Let's say that you're that person, that parent living on the wrong side of the tracks. It looks appealing to send your kid to private school. So you vote in somebody for for the voucher program. Right. Guess what? That private school is under no obligation to take your kid. Right, exactly. And, and, and if you're really looking at like these really nice private schools, yeah, private school ain't cheap. It no matter if it's nice or kind of middle of the road. Right. Voucher's not going to cover it, the whole thing. It's not cheap. Yeah. So And also, let's, you know, when you when you take you know 40 kids out of a school uh-huh. to go to some private school, that's 40 kids worth of funding that that school just lost. Right. And it's not like the fixed cost of that school go down right. by 40 kids. No. You still have to pay all of the same amount for all of the teachers, for yeah. all the books, for all the... I mean, yeah, you buy 40 fewer books, but, but you're still buying... But you're still, like, paying for the... The really, truly expensive things... Are the infrastructure. Exactly. And that's a fixed that, cost. That didn't go away. That didn't change at all. Right. By losing those 40 students. No, this is, I, I mean, I, it, yeah, it's a, it's a bleeding dry of the public school system also, with nominal benefit to the, the private schools. You know, and in, what's going to gonna happen maybe is it's just going to drive up demand for public schools, for uh, private schools, for private schools. Uh, there's a limited supply mm-hmm. and, uh, we know what happens in those scenarios when, uh, there's, you know, more, uh, not enough supply and a lot of demand. Well, hell yeah. What's going to just go up. Well, not only that, but a lot, of, there will be a, an influx of new private schools mm-hmm. that can be shitty. That could be, yeah. They're allowed to be shitty. Yeah. So, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to start a private school. I'm not going to work very hard on it. I'm going to yeah. get some money. And she's all about the charter schools as well, which are also problematic. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, so, so yes. What this means is our taxpayer dollars. Now, I don't have any kids. You don't have any kids. Right. But we fund kids getting educated. Yes. And I'm thrilled by that. I want an educated populace. Yeah. But I am not okay with our kids going to... A lot of times inferior schools, very often inferior education right. schools, right. teaching Jesus, my funds teaching Jesus. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there are well, any... And here's the deal. They if, need to start some madrasas <laughs> just so that people are get really pissed, fussy. pissed about yeah. the vouchers. But here's the deal. If you're somebody who has kids, right? You've chosen to have kids. Mm-hmm. They're out. They're in the system. You're actually creating an expense for the system. Yeah. Right. You are the last person who should be given some sort of voucher that you should be able to pull out of it. It's you and me who should be given an option to get our money back. Right. If anyone. And we don't even believe in that. Right. Right. We're not creating a strain on the system. Right. They are. They get money back. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. That's me. That, 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 that's my opinion here. Oh, we, we set something off in Frank. <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. So my voice is getting pinched. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. That'll happen. Uh, you know, so so here's the thing. Money this will this will this will thin the blood 
yeah. the lifeblood of the educational system. Yeah. Spread it way out to where it where to where it's not as good. It basically will will diminish the education of everybody. Mm-hmm. The kids who stay in the education in, in the public education system will get a worse education. Yes, as will a lot of the kids that go to these private institutions. Yeah. So that's one thing. So hooray for that. That's Betsy DeVos. Uh, now we've got Trump announcing. Uh, oh boy. The 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 uh, a new task force. A federal education task force, and he's he's decided he's chosen as the the head of this task force. And what does the task force do? Uh, there, uh, it's looking at mainly. We don't really know yet, but it's a higher education, mostly higher education task force. But it's but it's just an education reform task force. That's okay. Task force. That's all it's called. Okay. Uh, the head of it, one Mister Jerry Falwell Jr. Son of Jerry Falwell, oh. senior. He's the he's the president of Liberty University, oh, uh, which we made fun of a little bit earlier, um, in Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh my God! It's uh, he he's a, a worse choice could possibly be found. At least he's <laughs> in education. No, but it's fake education because yeah. it's Liberty University. Even though I mean, let's be fair, it's a it's a liberal arts education it's you know they they have it's a degree thing right but but yeah uh they're gonna teach they're they're but it's all jeebusy it's totally jeebusy and that's not education i mean right. you can be educated in that yeah. that's just called seminary that's just called church you know uh and and you know the study of religion is interesting but they're not religion studies people they're religion believing people, and right. that's a very different thing. Right, 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 right. Uh, so one so of the one of the, things the kind that, of things that get taught in their biology classes. Yes, indeed. And probably their American history classes. And their earth history classes. Their, their geo- geology classes. Right. I mean, when, when you're required by your school to believe that the flood actually happened, yeah. you can't be a real geologist. Right. You can't. And when, how's their geology? Do they have a geology program? I don't, I don't know. Let's just assume <laughs> that they do. I don't know. Uh, here's the problem. Uh, he so he's obviously this religious leader, not education leader. Right. He has. So one of the things that he he hasn't talked much about things that he wants to reform. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he has talked about is Title Nine. Oh, dear which God. Title Nine is. Uh, is is the provision that talks about not being uh, discriminatory on the basis of sex mm-hmm. um, in education? Yeah, it, it's also uh, a, basically it's it's the it's the provision in our law that that makes that forces uh, schools mm-hmm. to be responsible mm. for uh, you know if students are sexually assaulted on their campuses and and to hold them. You know, to keep them at a, at a you know held Boy, to a yeah. to a level of responsibility on that. I Boy, he does not like that. No, no, <laughs> because of that, the, all all the 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 rapes on campus. Well, yeah, that, uh, he doesn't want to be responsible for those. Yeah, he thinks that it's overregulation. It's 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 federal overreach to require a, a school to care about the rape of their students. That's just rude. He says it's, quote, better left to police attorneys and judges. Well, they will be involved. Yeah. As well. Right. 
but so do you need to be. Yeah. Yeah, because and here's the thing. Liberty University, by the way, just is just is sort of right in the middle of a big controversy because they just hired a guy uh who was the he was the head of athletics at uh Baylor University. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and he basically has been accused of allowing a culture that is totally dismissive of uh, of accusations that doesn't protect people even mm-hmm. when they know that you know one of their athletes has been has had a questionable past they sort of sweep it under the co- yeah. under the rug well he's not he's not there for that he's is, there to play sport get football so ian mccaw he was a, he was a former football coach and i think head of the whole athletic department and yeah he was he was he resigned from the school in may uh, after a sexual assault scandal. Mm. Um, and then Liberty just snatched him right up. That's the kind of guy they like. That's Liberty material yeah. right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a little bit question. It, it's, it's worrying when the, man, when the man who hired a guy who's just fresh out of sexual, mm-hmm. uh, se- a sexual abuse scandal, when that guy starts talking about getting rid of Title IX, mm. That's minorly concerning. Maybe a little bit worrisome. Yeah. All right. That's what... Boy, how how does Trump choose these people? Seems like it's a... Do you mean how does President Bannon choose these people? (laughs) Is that what you're asking? I mean, no. No, no, no. It's clear (laughs) that Trump's in charge. Oh, yeah. Super clear. Uh, Trump had such big... Trump is, has been bigly Christian for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's so good at Christianing. Oh, he's as we've learned, he's going we're, along with it. He's going was, along with something. I mean, it was at Liber- Liberty University that he fucked up. How to, that that he did that quote from two Corinthians. <laughs> it like the fact of the matter is, I you know uh, I think Trump is just dancing with the girl that brung him. Yeah, when it comes to the Christians, and he's just. Just catering to him because he doesn't care. He doesn't care about uh, about education. He's basically, I mean, all of his cabinet posts are like, he just finds somebody who hates what that cabinet was all what, about, what that administration does. Yeah. And he hires that and he, want, and he nominates them. Yeah. Who, EPA? You hate the environment? Who hates Good. the environment most? We'll throw that guy in. Yeah. Who hates, who hates the UN? I'll, I'll make them the, you know, the, the, the ambassador. Who? Yeah. The, it's it's Who a game to roads. Him. Oh, okay. You're in charge of the transportation department. Yeah, it, it's a game to him. But what we're but what it <laughs> who ends knows up- nothing about nuclear weapons? Right, Rick Perry, make him the energy yeah. secretary. Yeah, that one did that one go through? I, I, I know it was suggested at one point. Yeah, I think I, I did think that so. actually happen? I don't God, know. it's so hard to keep up with all this. I shit. know. There's too much news because he just won't stop. He's a hurricane. <laughs> how do you how do you keep it all in track? Anyway, the uh, the whole point is that we're brace yourself, kids, because Jesus is coming to a school near you. If they have their way, school visits. That's nice. Yeah, like a, he's going to talk at a, an assembly. Yeah, he's going to give an assembly. It's nice because he's got this great demonstration. He does a he does a walk on water thing. He gives <laughs> the all the cheer. he gives all the kids. Uh, the kids aren't as stoked as you might think about bread and fish, but he does that trick. 
uh, for him. He turns. He, they like the wine to water or the water to wine one. Yeah, the teachers love that one. The, the, just taps the little water fountain. <laughs> wine fountain. Why? Everybody loves a wine fountain. Yeah. He has to hold the button though. Yeah. If the other people <laughs> hold the button, it doesn't work. But if he holds the button, wine. Hey, you want some wine? Ooh. Exactly. What do you have in a Pinot Noir? Oh, well, let me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. All we have is Zinfandel. Damn it. Yeah. You suck, it's Jesus. Probably, probably white Zinfandel, too. Oh, Jesus sucks so much. <laughs> it's just a table red. It's Franzia. I have no problem. There's lots of good uh, table wines out sure. there. Absolutely. Little blends. Yeah, absolutely. Little, little red blend. Do you think when Jesus turns water into wine, it's your favorite wine? If you're going to have magic, it might as well be the good stuff. Yeah. Surely. Surely. You would think. It would have to be. Anyway, uh, if you have any uh, any comments, questions about education and or the wine therein, <laughs> uh, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Yes, it is. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, uh, which protects your uh, your uh, anonymity, if that's yeah. important. Yeah, nobody, nobody will know that you're in an atheist group if right. you go there. It, it's it's there for you to, uh, to just be a part of the group without... Yeah. Without you don't have to come out to everybody else on your Facebook wall yeah. about it. And it's also a moderated group, which means that uh, the discussion remains civil. Indeed, and to that end, I'd like to thank uh, Sarah, Amy, and Danny for their hard work as moderators on the Members Only Lounge. And, of course, we, th- uh, we need to thank Mackenzie for all of her hard work on Facebook. Yes, indeed. Thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and to John- Gordon Johnston for their f- use of their fine music. And thank you! Dear listener, for listening, we sure do appreciate it when you do. Bye.